0: This is the Creativity Cocktail. Today we've got Michelle and Nathan, Stephanie. I am so thrilled to have them on the podcast. Um, uh, Michelle is my big sister. She's technically my cousin, but she is my big sister. She's been the one that... When I was growing up in life, she was the one I always looked to, and she inspired me so much. So it is so excited. I'm so excited. And we are so thrilled to have both of you on the Creativity Cocktail podcast this morning. Oh, thank
1: you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us, Winston.
2: Yeah,
1: so we're excited also to be a part of this, you know, during this time. This is
0: awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You both are so amazing. Um and uh, so let's just go right into it. So we created this organization because we know that every single one of us has been creative or we are creative and God's given us creativity. So when you all are both in a creative space and you both, I'm going to obviously allow you to talk about the two creative aspects of your life and the business aspects. How do you get prepared for that? How do you get ready to be creative? In, in your, Do you go through a process? Do you use tools? That kind of thing.
2: Well, uh, it's Michelle. I'm going to start it off. I never start anything without an unction from God. I spend a lot of time um, in prayer before I make a decision to do anything. I also meditate. I try to locate myself in the Bible and what that means to me and Whatever it is that I'm presenting, what that means to the individual who would be exposed or experience what that gift that God has allowed me to carry and give to the world. I don't like to just say, Oh, we're going to do this. It's always an inspiration. So once I begin there, then I begin to also ask, What else? I keep pulling because I don't like to do things and then turn around and stop doing it. When I know that it's him, then I know that he's going, that the pace of everything and the inspiration, the vision, because he's a part of it, it allows me to go back to him when I am you know discouraged because it's not always an easy road there's a lot of challenges with creativity creativity it's a gift i believe from god and i like to handle it in such a way that you know he's guiding me to that success because he's going to get the ultimate glory out of it and that's
0: beautiful that's wonderful nathan how about yourself
1: Oh, my process, um, I'm a painter, I've been doing that for many years. My process is to, um, I guess it's, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. The art is very passionate and, um, people are my inspiration. When I'm around other people, i communicate with other people, um, I kind of, like, glean from what they do. Um, You know, you talk about writers and visual artists or performers. You know, I glean from their gifts and their talents as an appreciation of what they do uh, while staying and maintaining in my lane to um, project whatever inspiration, you know, I receive from them. I try to, you know, bring that to paint. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same same token, as I was sharing, um, as far as being creative, I have to put safeguards in place. What I mean by that is whatever's going on right now in society and what we're experiencing in this generation, I kind of have safeguards in place where I'm not allowing so much of anything negative. Filter in to what I do not want, you know, to show up in my art or mm-hmm. in my painting. How do, how do you do that? I, that's that's a, that's a
0: powerful statement. How do you how do
3: you prevent that?
1: How do, I limit myself to what I'm hearing. Right. But that, in a nutshell, <laughs> I limit myself to what I'm seeing. You know, not that I'm turning a blind eye. So what's going on? It's just that I know how impactful it can be, you know, if I put too much time into that. So I try to keep myself in a positive light. So where I'm generating something or if I'm inspired by something, I'm putting out that same passion in a positive format because we all know that the negative is out there. Yeah. But we have to counter it with the positive. Life is still precious. Both, Each day yeah. is still precious. People are very precious. And so I don't take that for granted. And I don't allow too much of that, like I said, to filter in, Because I want to enjoy what I'm looking at. I want to have that sense of peace and connection what I'm creating and um, it's it, 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 it takes the discipline yeah. but I know that there's times that I just have to pull away from it. its Okay, that's, that's really enough you know I, I have to switch to turn the switch yeah, yeah but
0: I, I tell you you both have some fantastic thoughts there. How do you do it and since you're the first couple to get you know that we've had on a podcast together? How do you keep each other going? How do you, you know, Michelle made a comment that, you know, we all have to f- deal with moments where things aren't going a thousand percent the way we want it to go. How do you, you kind of get with each other and say, hey, how are you doing and how are you helping? How do you help each other out? I, I would say, you know, through the years, We've grown to, um, I think from the onset when we first met, we've learned to respect
1: each other's talents. Mm. And no one, you know, we work together, no one outshines the other, and you know, we both celebrate each other. You know, when she gets a win, it's a win for us both. You know, I get a win, we win together. And we know it's a win-win situation. And I stay in my lane, of course, you know, she'll ask me, you know, opinion on certain things, and, um, uh, you know, I, I have to, you know, be honest, you know, or if I don't want to get chewed out, I'll just say something, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say something appeasing, i need there's, there's, <laughs> there, there, there's, an odd to
0: that. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so.
1: Or you know, I've learned to just say, oh, you know what, um, I, I really don't have an answer. Or you should uh, find someone else that can <laughs> offer you better assistance than that. I know how far I can go, and I, you know, I want to be fair to her. There's things that she would ask me, you know, in regards to her business and what she does. And if I don't feel comfortable in answering that, then I I really try to just, you know, say, hey, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know. And you should probably, you know, find out from someone else. And that keeps us in a both, you know, peaceful and respectful environment, you know,
2: towards each other. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. And I'll add to that. I, um... (laughs) Uh, When it comes to us as a couple, like Nathan said, from the beginning we recognized that we had gifts and talents that, and we like to create. And so just like when you see someone doing something and you are like, wow, that's really awesome, I think we share that with one another. When Nathan says to me, hey, what do you think about this? Over the years, I've had to learn to be very honest with him, in my opinion. But ultimately, it's going to be his decision. And we respect that with one another. With me, I am all over the place, honestly. I have so many things that come to me. And I have to connect the dots with all of my creativity and be like, okay, where did this come from? And like I said before, I have to ask God, now, how does this, you know, all work together? And so sometimes, honestly, I won't say anything because he also, my husband also, he's a governor. And what I mean by that is he will literally govern what comes out of my mouth. And I have to check myself and sometimes go back and say, hmm, you know, how does that fit into the vision of my business? How does that fit into the vision of what, how this all started? Because it always started from a certain place. And yeah. so he helps to govern. And I think we do that with each other.
0: Wow, that, that's really cool. So you, you mentioned, and I'm a similar way to you, Michelle, where there's not a day that doesn't go by where there's not a new ideal that comes into my head. Not, not one day <laughs> it's just not and so like how do I capture it and how do I put it somewhere because I can't do every idea that comes into my head every day that, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't make any sense but how do I do it and how do I put it in the right place it sounds like you both have a good way of kind of balancing each other out and helping each other with that
1: well you know um, it, it's, it's growth over the years and I have to be honest with this what I'm about to say now um, <laughs> hey, you know, there was often some times that I felt like an artist was without honor in his own home, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was, you know, sometimes you, you really have to, um, I, I can't say, some, you have to um, brace yourself for some critique. <laughs> right. I'm open to critique, but boy, I tell you, you know, um you know, the family they're just rough with it, you know, it's raw, it's it's uh it's giving you raw, no bag, no straw, it's blood, you know, no, I don't, <laughs> no ever, I don't think I've ever heard that I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, Wow, did you really have to say it like that way? You know, and um I've I've learned um, kind of like be patient with it because sometimes they're looking at something that's just raw in its earliest stages and um, I, if I ask opinion for something that's just in its early stages, I might not get a response that, uh, that favors me and, but they don't see the final peace you know they don't see the end of it i mean there's lots of times i start of course i don't even see the end of it but you know i'm still working through the process because you know i know what the end goal is what i want to see and so um you know in those earlier stages you know that's the hate you know between her and my youngest son hey you know, XYZ. And I, it, if you're not strong enough, they will make you go in the room, throw your papers down, and put your face in the pillow and cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you're getting right there, though. You ain't got to go anywhere else. Just go, just go uh, to the next room and ask for <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, <laughs>
1: no, I, I got to finish this up. I got to figure it out. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs>
0: So hey, let's let's talk a little bit about the thing that you guys are up to, Michelle. You've done a um, you've done a great job with connecting your creativity with business. So tell um, everyone out there a little bit about the what you're up to. Okay, well, um,
2: I'm the creative. My name is Michelle Stephanie. I'm the creative queen bee of Beachy Pal, and. I initially started making natural skincare products has now expanded out, and that has a lot to do with uh, what we're doing with right now with um, building up immunity. I also sell herbs. And- You sell what was that other
0: thing? Food. You sell what did you say? What was
2: that other thing? Okay, so mm-hmm. the name of my company is BT Pal.
0: Yeah, I got that one, but you said you also sell what? What was the second thing?
2: Okay. So we sell natural skincare products and we sell herbs.
0: Herbs, oh, gotcha, Um, yes, yes. Yes.
2: yes. (laughs) So anything pertaining to health and wellness, such as sea moss, cheney root, anything that goes back to nature, uh, we provide those items. A lot of people use herbs in their skincare. Uh, They use them internally. I use them in some skincare products that I make, such as CMO, and uh, I offer that to the public now. Uh, I started many years ago, probably about twelve years ago or more, and initially it was just using the products at home. And as you know, you know, being at my father's uh, bakery in Long Island, we did a lot of you know, things from scratch. A lot of people may not know, but we had um, the fruits and vegetables that went into the food that we prepared, a lot of that was grown in the garden in the back of the store. So Mm -hmm. everything was fresh. Um, Even if he served meat, he didn't go to the grocery store. He actually went to the Florida houses as far as Connecticut. And so growing up around that environment and having aloe vera plants there because, you know, the baker might get burnt. And I got burnt a couple of times myself. And applying those traditional medicines, therapy, um, and all of the things that we were brought up using over the years, I implemented that in my own family. And so when I began the business uh, years ago, it, the business is Tears this Body Sense. And as we come into this new era, it has uh, activated the business to beachy Pal. And beachy mm-hmm. Pal is more reflective of wellness, overall wellness for the outside of your body, inside of your body. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I want to portray through beachy Pal is that it is good for you to embrace the earth, embrace what the earth yields for you, to digest the earth, to wear the earth for your own wellness and well-being. And so far, with me changing the business name to VT Pal, it has been a really good opportunity for a younger generation to be able to understand what they can do as well with natural products. So I'm excited about the direction that the business is taking. Um, we, I offer the product nationwide. I don't ship internationally at this time. And with this pandemic, uh, I've had to be creative and we also deliver locally uh, with other companies. So I try to make sure that we incorporate other businesses that are small businesses to help me with my business. So we have a small uh, business that helps with delivery. And then we also import a lot of the herbs, well, most of the herbs from Jamaica. And so we have family in Jamaica that actually, you know, sends the product. And we have an herbalist who actually works with us to help curate these products for us, for the public, and what's gonna be beneficial for them as well. So I'm excited in the direction that business is going, and people are beginning to gravitate towards that because really wellness is a lifestyle. Yes, it and is. And it starts from in the inside out.
0: That's right. Wow. that I, I, I knew you were doing these products for many years, but the origin of it is so Beautiful because it links back to um, it links back to our origins. So I really, I think that's amazing. Um, one comment I wanted to share: you mentioned your dad, and uh, growing up, used my uncle Russell. And I tell you, Michelle, as as I ventured into businesses and done business stuff over years, every time I have a any level of of concern or trepidation or you get to that point where you're like, yeah, I don't know if this is working the way it needs to work. I always think about him. He had that wow. he had that uh West Indian Jamaican bakery in in Roosevelt and Freeport Long Island for forever and he had such a powerful brand reputation in in that area. I was just I mean I I remember memories of going to the the shop and sitting there and watching him as a hands-on leader, help, helping and, and directing people to craft the patties or the holiday bun or whatever it is that was doing us like Now, that is a leader. Um, in my own little mind, I didn't really know what that meant at that time, but as time's going on, when I think about a reference point or I think about the moments of, wow, this is tough, should I keep going? I always think about Uncle Russell.
2: Wow. And- that his his voice echoes every day.
0: <laughs> he had a big. He had a every, big voice too. It wasn't like he had a. He, when he talked, everyone heard it. <laughs> so he was strong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do, I, I actually I look toward him in so many ways. You know, it was how he Will he be proud? You know. So and how would he have handled a certain situation? Because I got to see him handle many situations that a lot of people in his, him being in business almost 30 years yeah. would have ran away from. Uh And he made a decision to stick to it regardless. So I, I really do appreciate the experience of being at the bakery. I, and, you know, the way he pivoted, when he started, you might have been too young to know, he started with just, you know, baked goods. But he was not a baker. He hired a baker. And the baker showed him how to bake.
0: Oh, I and think I remember. Hired, he had a lot of hard old bread and stuff like that inside of...
2: Um, right. Yeah. And he helped that person, and that person showed him. He hired him specifically for him to show him how to make baked goods. And then he took the ball and he ran with it from that point. Then he knew in terms of quality what he wanted to present to the public. And then he turned around and then he had the little cafeteria. And then he turned around and then he had the the butcher shop. And then he did a little takeout. And so I watched how all the different moving parts related to one another and why it was necessary to have all those moving parts And the purpose of even having the bakery was because there was no bakery at at that time in that area of Long Island that was a Caribbean store for people to have access to anything. And so that was important as well. So that's when I say the purpose of you doing something, is it going to be necessary for the public? And is it going to be something that you're offering that is going to bring value to someone? And so that's what I
0: learned from him. So thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, no problem. I I appreciate you and appreciate him. Um, Nathan, you have just been... uh, If we had this on video right now, uh, right behind me, um, right behind my office here, is one of your pictures called Think Tank um, that you you gave to me. You came here to my home um, when my son was graduating high school a few years ago. And you just gave that to me. And I was just like, what? I was like, this guy is so amazing. And and to the right of it, I don't know what this one is to the the right. I don't know the name of it. But it's one where you have a lady with a, it's a black and white. She has a big afro. And every single, every single day I sit around, I stand here or I sit here and look at both of those things. So tell people about how, how you got involved in art and, and some of the things that you've been up to.
1: Wow. yeah, I got, I was involved very early on in my life, you know, um, I would say middle school, I really, you know, started to push in that direction, spent a lot of time locked up, you know, in my room. Um, I was a part
0: of the. Um, like, I'm glad you said locked up in your room. That's just not locked up. Appreciate so sure you said. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just had to clarify. Hey, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, at an early age. Yeah, was, you know. And the reason why I say that
1: was that um, I had a. I had always been drawing, and I was um, in this school for music and art. I was in that art program, and that was middle school. And all the kids in my class, they were all artists, we were all artists, and we um, uh, would show each of our drawings and I looked at mine one day and I said, you know what, wow, you know, I really need to spend some time developing. And so I really put myself in a position where, hey, you know, I'm not going outside, I'm really gonna focus on this and um, and spend time and, you know, and growing in the art. And uh, as life would have it, you know, you just keep moving through the process and things happen, you get married, you have kids, and there's been interruptions where, you know, I stopped and I felt like I was rusty, but I've always looked for that inspiration, you know. I. I visit the Met, I go to galleries in Chelsea and Soho and kind of like beat up on that creative food. And so I'm always looking to eat from that creative plate. And this is why I enjoy, you know, being around people like yourself, uh, you know, writers and painters. You know, that to me, it's like, wow, you know, it's a, a different dynamic that just adds on, you know, to me. It's like I'm just trying to ingest And Feed off these ideas and these concepts, and you know, um, there was a period of my life. I had um, Was working for a brokerage firm out in New Jersey and uh, Computer operations and as fate would have it. I was still painting there and people were you know commissioning me to do things and um, When the first like desktop started coming out computers and all My art, and was selling paintings in Soho um, with other artists that I knew, and um, and that's how I survived, you know, for a few years, you know, um, just selling my paintings on the streets, and then, oh, well, you know, I was invited to go to Atlanta, and um, I went to Atlanta, and things switched for me. It was like a, a breath of fresh air. I met so many people there that was so supportive of what I was doing, they included me in, and I was like, wow, this is completely different. And it added that growth, which I needed. I couldn't stay in the same place that I was at. I would not have experienced that growth. Yeah. And so you're meeting new people in life and you're gleaning are learning from them. And it's applicable, you know. I just started applying it, you know, in my work. in through the years, and I'm so sure, you know, Michelle could testify that she can see the growth and my work. You know, it's like sometimes you're in a position where you're constrained, right? You know, you're limited on space and how large you can go, how big you can go. And so you kind of like work on the small, the small, the small. But it wasn't until I said, hey, you know what? <laughs> I got to a position where... I really need to do something huge and commanding Mm -hmm. that I was freed up. It brought me to a different level of, yeah, I really feel like
0: I'm flowing now and I'm free to put out these concepts and, um, and, and these ideas and with, um, Yeah, that's Uh, that's great that you mentioned Atlanta, because, you know, I I share all the time that there's so many creative people in the Southeast, us in general, that we could conceivably have a podcast every day. I could just be talking to somebody every day about what they're up to. Um, And I tell you, you run across my mind a lot because I am finishing my uh, first science fiction novel. And Michelle knows that when I grew up, I was into science fiction a lot. And so yeah. yeah. yeah so oh, yeah. I'm finishing it up and one of the things and I sat in on a couple of us uh, workshops and seminars about how to put together your own novel because I'm just putting it together myself. I'm not paying nobody else. I'm not getting another publisher. I'm the publisher. But one of those yeah. one of those things I was thinking about is I need a cover. So who can help me make a really fantastic cover? And then two seconds later, your name was the person. And so so I'm going to wow, be ask, so I'm gonna be asking man. You, Oh uh, man. <laughs> so, you know, I tell you, you know, you
1: just made me just uh, I'm just elated right now because you bring so many things back to mind because you know, in our generation, you know, you know, when we were kids, you know, comic books were the thing. Yeah. They were the thing. I know I had friends who had, you know, comics and, you know, sci fi books and novels and it was just a way that we really learned and developed our vocabularies because they didn't like, you know, downplay the vocabulary in these
0: uh, comments. No, <laughs> I, I, had, I had geniuses in my class up no, in Harlem. I remember, um, being
1: you know,
0: in a, I remember being in a third <laughs> grade and having some, you know, you took those little tests back in the days to sort what your reading comprehension level was. And I remember taking this test back in those days, saying that yeah. you're you're reading at a twelfth grade level, and I was in the third grade. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "It wasn't what I was getting in the school. It was obviously something else." And it was all those science fiction things, you know, and those comics and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I, I, Nathan, I know you were, I know there was a show here in Atlanta a while ago that you were part of. Um, I can't remember what that. I think I can't remember the name of it, but I know it was a few months ago. You recall what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, it was the um, the
2: Black Boy Art Show. The marvelous black boy art show. The marvelous Black Boy Art Show. And, <laughs>
1: and that was a really it was an awesome event. Um and the founder was Josh Dingle. And um I tell you, you know, it was just great to be, you know, accepted and being a part of all these artists that participated, I believe it was over 30 black artists that was there um, showcasing that work, as well as entertainers. you know, the dancing, um, the music, it was just a full suite of all this creativity going around and, and surrounding you. And um, I really enjoyed it. Michelle came along with me and uh, <laughs> You know, as we were a team in this thing, and I was turning around looking for her to assist in some areas, and Shell was off. She was off in her own little world. Well, she was she was taking she it, it in. The festivity. She, she was taking it in. So That's we, right. I said, so Wouldn't that help me that, you know? <laughs> me, you know? When Shell was out in this video, with I said, Oh my goodness. So, you know, I not only had to, you know. <laughs> speak or explain you know, certain pieces of my artwork and concepts to people, but I also had to be a cashier as
0: well. <laughs> but no. That's alright. In, in, in our business, in our lives, we all wear all the hats. That's I've come to learn. Gotta, just like Uncle Russell had to learn how to be a baker, <laughs> we, we gotta be the cashier if we need to. <laughs> oh, I tell you, oh, oh yeah, you know, I have to tell you this, as far as um, when she mentioned Uncle Russell, you know, hiring a baker, well, when we met, <laughs> Michelle and I we met in our class, <laughs> we
1: met, I was doing my art, and Michelle offered me a job <laughs> <laughs> to, work <for> her, <laughs> to work for her in the mall, in a kiosk, Doing airbrushing. <laughs> what?
0: Doing, what was, doing, in the kiosk, and I'm all doing, what was that? Airbrushing. Oh.
1: <laughs> airbrushing shirt. Oh. <laughs> Initially, she came into a store where I was working. I was doing custom framing, and she was there to purchase the airbrush. And so, I said, well, you know, I have some um, experience with airbrush. I said, um, when you get your airbrush, you know, just give me a call. I'll help you out, you know. And, and that was something, you know. I wasn't looking for anything in return. I, we just found out we we're both from New York. You know, both in a different city. And I said, well, you know, I felt in my heart, well, you know, if I know something, I should be able, I should share this because people have helped me along. And so um, she calls me up one day. She says, hey, listen, I got my hand flush, You know, um, you mind coming over? You know, and, and showing me how to operate this. And hey. I have to be honest. It was a Sunday afternoon. I was with the fellas. We were watching football. I was like, "There is no way I'm leaving this." (laughs) I said, "Ma'am, you know, let me let me call you back. Um, It probably won't be, you know, this week. Um, Maybe next week, and I'll come out to see it." I got off the phone with her, and immediately I felt really bad and convicted. Oh wow! I said, "Why am I feeling like that? You know, I'm not this person." You know, I'm not obligated, but, you know, nevertheless, I really felt bad. And I told my buddy, I said, hey, listen, you know, someone wants me to show the airbrush. You mind traveling over with me to the house, you know, and, and show them how to do this real quick? He says, sure, why not? So we get over there and, you know, we shut into the door and she has a friend there. And, and her friend and my friend, they get in a conversation about back in the days and music and DJing and MCing and all that. And, <laughs> and I'm showing them how to do this airbrush thing. Wow. And then, you know, when it's all said and done, Michelle's and like, yeah, um, would you be interested in <laughs> doing, doing t-shirt, airbrushing t-shirts and a kiosk <laughs> in the mall for me? And I'm saying to myself, really, lady? you think I can't go to the mall <laughs> and open up my own kiosk? <laughs> I was
2: like, well, what? But on
1: the yeah, I can't help well, yeah, she tried to
0: pull a ruffle on me. well, short, a, what, a ruffle on me. I said, well, she is?" And we laugh about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like she tried to offer me a job. That is like the that is like the most
2: awesome uh, love story I've ever heard. That's
3: fantastic. <laughs> That's how we met. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, gee, so, so cool. it,
0: it has been so wonderful. I hope the audience that's listening to us wherever they are around the world, really heard you know the passion that not only do you have for creativity but you have for each other. You guys are really, really cool. so I'm, I'm going to ask you one question, one last question. Uh, are you ready?
3: Sure,
0: yes, so I'm not in the room. And someone comes up to both of you either at the same time or independently. And they say, hey, Michelle, Nathan, I am struggling with my creativity. I used to be creative or I'm on my way, but I'm struggling. And you turn to that person, whomever they are, and you give them some guidance. And that guidance starts with a word. What is that word and what is that guidance?
2: say consistency Um, when you know in your heart that whatever it is that you've been gifted with needs to be shared with the world you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your audience to remain consistent even if you are on social media and you don't get a like, someone is watching you all the time.
0: That's right. If
2: you are dealing with life situations, if you have to pause, let the reason be of your pausing is for you to regroup so you can get back to where you are, but you've got to put your face to the wall like Hezekiah did in the Bible. King, King Hezekiah, he put his face to the wall and he asked God for more years in his life because he was dying. And for some creatives, their creativity, when they're not able to express it the way that it is in their heart and, and in their passionate about it, it's almost as if you're dying. But you know, that voice calls you in the night and it always reminds you that this is a part of you then you're in a really, really good place because that means that you are still able to create. And as long as you do something each and every day towards that creativity, no matter what it is, even if, you know, like Nathan said, if you go to the museum or, like for myself, studying plants, whatever it is that you decide to do or what, to, you know, towards your creativity in that day, it will help to build up to the point to where you will go ahead and freely be able to get it back to the universe again. So that's what I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that um, as well. Uh, I would say, you know, if that person walks into the room and asks me, and I look at my life, and from that perspective, I would say the word that I would give them is passion, right? Now, pa- passion is, you know, that desire that you have within you, right? That keeps you going, right? And as you grow in life, you know, there's times when that the flames of passion might die down. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's actually dead. Because it still exists in you. It may have to be reignited. And um, the direction that I would give them other guidance, I would say, to reignite that passion is to surround yourself in an environment where, you know, that passion can thrive. You know, your gift or talent, whether you're a writer um, or um, a musician or, you know, whatever your gift may be, you have to place yourself right there in that environment or that tribe per se. And from there, you begin to feed, nourish, be inspired, grow, and it will give you that lift that you need. There's times that I've been in positions where I felt like, my goodness, you know, someone asked me to do a commission, and let's say I hadn't, especially when I was working in the computer operations industry, when I was doing that, it literally took me weeks to switch over from that mindset to a creative mindset. I I was just younger and I wanted to paint, but I couldn't make the switch um, to that creative thought. And I literally had to take myself and and force myself to go to these shows and these galleries and these museums and just hang out. And often there's plenty of times I had to do it alone because I didn't want to infringe on anyone's time that may be with me or they have time restraints to do something. I needed to soak in it and I didn't know how long I needed to be there. But this was for me. I wasn't like, this is for you in your growth. This is for what your desire and your passion is. So I often have to go alone and I kind of preferred it that way because there was no distraction. You know, there's no one saying I'm hungry. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, you're on your time. This is you. Spend your time here to develop, to learn, to grow. And it gives you that fuel that you need to just say, okay, I'm ready to kickstart this thing and start back at it. But I would say, yeah, uh, <coughs> surround yourself.
0: You guys are. Surround yourself. Yeah, you guys are a blessing to me and to the world and i thank you for being part of the creativity cocktail and um, what we're doing um, i'm asking you that at some point in the future we would love to have you back um, we would love to have you both of you guys have given us so much today
1: thank you you have given us so much we're inspired when i see the you know the play and the super loser and the-
2: Podcast. I'm like,
1: wow, this is awesome. I love it.
0: Thank you, brothers. Thank you both. I appreciate Thank so it. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are out there listening, we we've made a um we've made a commitment to have creatives like Nathan and Michelle continue to show you and share with you their passion, like Nathan said. Um and hopefully that helps to drive your purpose. We have a really defined vision about where we, where we are going to go as an organization. And part of that is our signature event this year where we have our thoughts around making sure that we can do that effectively. We've also got the audio book that we'll be putting together, and hopefully we, and we know we'll be putting snippets from this conversation within there. Uh, but our vision is very clear and we ask you to give us thoughts, get involved. Um, and even if you don't get involved with us, get involved with creativity, period whether it's yours or somebody else's. Um, And so we thank both uh, Nathan and Michelle for joining us. You guys have a final word. You guys are fantastic. It's been a great conversation. Any final words for our audience? We just uh, want to just thank you and, you know,
1: continue to do what you do and be inspired and inspire others. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. We thank you for joining us today. Remember, God has given you the ability to create abundance and beauty in this world. Every moment is perfect and you are perfect.